Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock. Look at the view from the top. Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods. Yeah, one in particular. I'm just a messenger. Let me just pass on the rock. Browning, running, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing. What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things. And there's Dennis the Bennett. Yeah, the man is a menace. Yeah, building a dynasty. Some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Sly as a fox, cultured in pop, give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box, and you cannot compare them at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire, I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Go. What is going on, everybody? It is Super Wild Card Weekend coming up here in just a couple days. Three games Saturday, three games Sunday, and then if you care all about college football, we've got the national championship game between my and Dennis's the Ohio State Buckeyes and, of course, the Alabama Crimson Tide. As you can see, we've got Dennis and Matt here uh, as we use this show now as our typical Friday show. Dennis, Matt, how you guys doing today? Well, I'm doing all right. You know, it's it's uh, my last day of the work week. Uh, the Buckeyes are playing on Monday. Uh, the Browns replacement players will be playing on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at least I'm old enough to have been through that season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, my wife headed out to see her family, so I got Christmas all packed up today and put away and I got all my special snacks for uh, for the weekend. It's supposed to snow on Saturday, so I figure that's a good excuse not to leave the house. I'll be all teed up to do my uh, my chores tomorrow, so that I can just you know sit on my couch for the majority of the rest of the weekend. There you go. Yeah, I'm the same thing. I, f- I feel like at some point I may end up morphing into my couch with as much time as I'm going to spend on it. Um, we're supposed to get snow on Monday, too, so I'm kind of excited to see if that actually happens or not. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, going to be a fun weekend. Uh, interestingly enough, we're going to get bad weather, but from everything I've seen, most of the playoff games all seem to have fairly decent weather. So at least that's good for us, hoping that the football games will be good. So let's kick it off with the first game here on Saturday, the 11-5 Indianapolis Colts at the 13-3 and Buffalo. Buffalo Bills. Uh, for Indy, we've seen that Jonathan Taylor has been limited with a shoulder injury. Uh, he has been hot of late, 250 yards last week, but the Bills' pass offense is hot as well. Are you guys worried at all about Taylor coming in this game, possibly a little bit banged up? I can't imagine he doesn't play, but a shoulder injury for a guy like him who tends to lower the boom a lot when he's running the ball, does that worry you at all? Well, they're not the talent that Jonathan Taylor is, but the Colts have shown all season long that they're perfectly happy to uh, suit up Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines when they need to get the job done. And by and large, those guys have delivered. Now, I think that it would take uh, it's going to take quite a hit to get uh, t- Taylor out of the game, but I, I think he's going to go in, he's going to play. And, uh, you know, he'll probably take a shot. They'll numb it up. And as long as it's a situation where they can't do any more damage, you know, maybe they'll Justin Fields him and just not tell him what's wrong. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't want to get into that right now. But, no, I, I think, you know, the, the uh, I, I was just getting ready to look up and see what the Bills are giving up fantasy points-wise to uh, – uh, Running backs, not, but not great. They're they're pretty bad. I, I don't. I would say pretty bad, but they are not good against the run. They, they seem to be. Yeah, their defense is really against good against. The yeah, great against the pass, but they struggle against the run, which is where I think uh, that's why I think Taylor could have a a big game if if you have him in a in playoff leagues, which I'm in three different kinds. So I'm interested to talk about that too as we move forward some playoff lineups. But yeah, I, I think if if he's good to go, I think he could have a really big game here. So I think that's their plan is to kind of run the ball and keep Josh Allen and that offense off the field as much as possible. Yeah. They're kind of middling about uh, 12th verse in fantasy points versus running backs. 
a little better against uh, the passing game for running backs. So, but you know, Taylor has come on. Uh, those managers that were patient, uh, they received their payoff these last two or three weeks with Taylor. And going into next season, I think anybody that's got Jonathan Taylor on their roster is feeling pretty good about things. Yeah, and at this point in the season, try to find a major player who's been involved and been a workhorse for their team that isn't a little beat up. So, Yeah, Rashad Penny's probably the healthiest player in the NFL right now. <laughs> if you don't put Rashad Penny on your uh, playoff competition sheet for the Seahawks, we'll just know that you don't really care that much about it. Um. Yeah, the, I think the Colts need Jonathan Taylor. They need to have that strong running game. Their passing game's been kind of hit or miss. Um, and if has they're gonna, Phillip, have, has Philip had his five interception game yet this season? I don't think so. So this that no, might be coming. But you know what? If uh, if you don't let him throw it more than fifteen times in a game, hard to have those interceptions pile up. So, um, you know, it'll be. I think this could be an interesting matchup. I think the the real danger with with expectations for Taylor would be if Buffalo can get a couple of stops early and start go and score. You know, if they got up twenty plus points, that kind of takes the Colts out of there. We would love to run all the time. They're going to have to start to throw a little bit to to make it up. And I think Hines usually ends up in there when they're throwing more because I'm not. Not that Taylor's not a decent receiver, but Hines a little, probably a little better in that yeah. sense. Speaking of Jonathan Taylor, RB six on the season, I love it, I love it, dude. has come on in the second half of the season. I, I thought I knew he jumped up in the top twelve. I did not realize he got up that high. Uh, so different playoff leagues. We're obviously in one where you pick a player from each team. Uh, and mm. they stay on your roster the entire way through. So, you know, if anybody picked Jonathan Taylor, obviously, for this game, if they're knocked out, which I, I will just pick it right now. I'm picking Buffalo. Is anybody picking any to win this game? No, I'm picking Buffalo. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm buying into Josh Allen this season in that defense. I'm, I'm going Buffalo. Yeah. So if any of us obviously pick Jonathan Taylor, he rides with you the whole way, then some people and another one I'm in, you get to pick – you're setting your lineup every weekend, but once you use a player, you lose them. So my guess my question would be if Jonathan Taylor, who's going in as, as Dennis, you just mentioned, not a it's a it's a good matchup, not a great matchup. It's not like the Bills are like 30th against the run. They're middle of the pack. But Taylor has been very good as we've seen in the second half of the season. Is he a guy that you'd be willing to use your kind of one and done spot on this weekend? Because I mean, obviously, a couple other guys, if you look at them. You know, Washington, you got Antonio Gibson. A lot of people assume Washington will be out at running back. You know, you got Baltimore and Tennessee. I think that's kind of a pick'em game. So you got JK and Derrick Henry right there. Cleveland with Nick Chubb. Those are kind of like the big guys everybody's talking about, right? The teams that likely don't move on past this weekend. Out of those guys, is Taylor the top choice for you? Would you kind of put him second, third? How would you kind of rank those guys and, and who you would use as a one and done scenario? Well, I, I think if I'm expecting, boy, you know, if, I'll, if I'm expecting all of those guys to lose, then I'm probably going to go. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take Taylor because I feel most comfortable with his workload. Uh, I think Chubb will get a good workload, but you never know when. It, with everything going on with the Browns this week, it's going to be a crazy week, and I just don't know how much I trust that. And then Kareem Hunt is, you know, Kareem Hunt's quite a step above uh, Hines and and Wilkins. And then in Washington, you know, for whatever reason, uh, while Gibson was out, the the football team developed an affinity for throwing the ball to J.D. McKissick. And so I think that really hampers uh, uh, the production coming from Gibson. So I, I think I would be Taylor. Yeah, I mean, of the guys you mentioned, Taylor, Taylor is probably the one you feel. It's also – it's not just a question of whether you ride with that who you may not have. You have to look at what are your other options on, on those teams. You know, Washington has some options and other – 
places that you might consider like a Logan Thomas, a tight end who's been hot, Terry McLaren, um, you know, figures to be on track, hopefully to play their defense may not be a bad if you're looking, you know, usually in that kind of this type of competition, you want a defense that is going to be one of the teams that rolls out early, but also is going to give you at least a few points uh, and not take a zero. The Colts, I wouldn't feel great about their defense going up against Josh Allen and it's Russian roulette. If you're picking a receiver on that team, they usually support one decent to good fantasy receiver, but it could be one of like 12 guys. So Jonathan Taylor is a case where it kind of, that is your most bankable shot at points. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of my thought process. I'm like for me, it was between him and uh, him and Dobbins. Cause I, I'll just say, cause I, we're, I'm not going to get to that game for a minute, but I don't, I don't really, I'm picking the Titans to win. I, I just think, for whatever reason, they seem to have Baltimore's number. I think they're going to find a way to get it done again this Sunday. Uh, so Dobbins is another one because, as Matt, you and me talked about on, on Monday's episode, Tennessee is not good against the run either. And, and so I do think Dobbins could rack up some serious yards against them as well. But I just I like Taylor's workload a little bit more because we still see Gus the Gummy Bus Edwards there get a, get involved a little bit that might hurt Dobbins. So, yeah, for me it was Taylor as well. Or Lamar Jackson. Well, I mean, you could still play Lamar Jackson if you want because of the quarterback. I just meant like at the running back position. No, you usually I mean, to, Lamar so. Jackson, you never know when he's going to run for oh, 70 yeah, yeah. to 100 yards and crush a running back's hopes and dreams too. <laughs> Uh, so on Buffalo's side, we know Beasley is likely not going to play with the knee injury. Diggs was held out of practice with an oblique uh, yesterday and today. Uh, the Bills' offense, as I mentioned, has been hot. What are you guys expecting with them in this game? And then same question. Is there a guy that if you were in a one-and-done scenario and you had to pick somebody on this team, who who is the guy that you would pick for this week, now knowing that all of us expect Buffalo to move on? I would probably avoid picking anybody from Buffalo if I'm expecting them to move on. So in the one and done, are you you're picking what four players or? So it's just like a regular lineup. It's one. So for this one that I'm in, at least it's one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers. It's two tight ends, a kicker defense. So you have to pretty. And then when it goes to the next run, it drops down to it goes to one tight end. But this one because of the uh, the extra games that they added in there, they added an extra tight end. They don't like to do the flex position. So, so. let me ask you a quick question. Yeah. You can play a player only once, but it's not like you can take a player from that, like you knock out that team. So, like if you played a bill, the bills are never available to you. Correct. So, like, I'll use Beasley, even though he's not playing. If I were to use Beasley this week, I can use any other bill moving forward. I just can't use Beasley anymore. So, if the Bills, like, so for me, when I did this last year, uh, my my Super Bowl pick was Chiefs 49ers. I, I ended up getting, no, I actually think I picked the Saints last year, but I had the Chiefs. I knew I did not want to use Patrick Mahomes until I got to the Super Bowl because I thought he was going to make it there. So I held off on using him, and I think Kelsey were the two I did not use from the Chiefs. So it's it's a strategy game in the fact that you have to pick players, but you also have to guess right because if the Chiefs would have got knocked out, if I, I obviously was going Saints side as well, so I never used Breeze. I wouldn't have had a quarterback in that final game. And it's accumulative points throughout the entire thing, kind of like ours is in, in this here. So if I had not if I did not guessed right. I would not have had a quarterback in the Super Bowl round. So it's a little bit of strategy and kind of getting the games predicting right. So, yeah, I mean, you can use a Bill player like if, say, so say you think the Bills are going to go to the Super Bowl and you want to, like I just said, save Josh Allen because he's probably going to be the better producer on him. Do you want to try and use a, you know, this is a horrible opinion, a horrible choice, I think, because neither one of them is great, but do you want to use a Devin Singletary or Zach Moss this week at running back to save other running backs? Or do you want to use a Stefan Diggs this week because you were hoping maybe to get a big performance out of a wide receiver and you're not sure what's going to go on with him? So that that's kind of the whole way of doing it. Well, I don't know how confident I would be choosing Moss or Singletary against uh, a Colts defense that gives up the third fewest points to fantasy yeah. running backs. Well, so, it really depends on if you're trying to win. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, you know, I, I would probably not. But speaking of Beasley, did you guys hear his new song that dropped? I did not, but I saw. Oh, I have. I have the either. video. I have it bookmarked. I guess he went on some rap thing or something. Someone posted. So. Oh yeah, he's been putting he's been putting out rap rap songs yeah. for years. So. so. So I know someone retweeted out the new thing he did. I bookmarked it so I could go back and look at it, but I've not I have not watched it yet. I I did not bookmark it. I was joking. Uh, you know, I, I always like to watch I, it at least once. So, I would think you know, 
I think those receivers are going to end up playing. I think they're being cautious mm-hmm. and we'll end up no. seeing them. And honestly, if I was playing a, a bill in that te- elimination, I probably would do digs because I think he'll, he'll have a good game and I would want to save Josh Allen. Cause I think Buffalo keeps going one, maybe two more or three more rounds. Yeah, I mean, though, would you do Diggs or would you do Beasley? I mean, Beasley. No, because I don't want to. I want to. I want to try to get some good points and get off onto a good note. And I think yeah. there are other receivers that I can take in later rounds from teams that are going to. I mean, think about you have Adams and Tyree Kill who aren't even an option this week going forward, yeah. to name a couple. And you you end up being you know, Tampa Bay has three or four receivers. Um, that you know you could use as potential if you thought they were going to advance some other ones. So Diggs is a guy I wouldn't mind burning in week one because I want to get a good score, but also I wouldn't be too bummed out that I, you know, that I'd wasted my best bill with the bills going forward. Let me make a note of that. (laughs) All right. So any any other thoughts on this, though? I mean, I I feel like – are you guys expecting it to be a close game? I, I feel like we're all saying this is in the Bills are just kind of going to roll over. Uh, like, I, uh, I think the only way it's not close is if Rivers has one of his interception games. I, I expect it'll be a one-score game. Okay. Uh, they, actually, they both have good defenses. I predicted scores in the column that's going okay. up tomorrow, so I have to go look before I defame <laughs> myself. I picked Bills 31-20. Okay, yeah, it's not bad, 11 points. So that's yeah. probably what I put it at. I put it somewhere between 8 and 10, so yeah. All right, this uh, this is going to be, I guess, an interesting game here. So the 10-6 and 6 Rams at the 12-4 and 4 Seahawks. Goff is questionable with the thumb. Henderson is out. Akers is limited, uh, but they are getting cup back from the COVID list. Obviously, they're division rivals. They split the season series earlier this year, both winning at home. Uh, the Rams are banged up and struggled of late. What are you expecting out of them going into this game? And same thing. With with all these guys banged up in the way this team is looking, would you trust using any of these guys knowing they likely lose this game? And if you, say, put a acres in and he does nothing, you've burned yourself, uh, you know, obviously not getting any points, and then they end up losing as well. The acres probably feels the safest considering that the real question is if they have a quarterback. Right. I mean, Waffle. Yeah. Wolford went 22 of 38 for 231 and an interception. Against the woeful Arizona defense. Yeah. Is is he going to improve against a a Seattle defense that the second half of the season has really uh, been knocking it dead? Now, Wolford did rush for 56 yards as well. Uh, No, I think Seattle defense has been playing a lot better the second half. They've been getting healthier. If you look at who they've been playing, that might be why that they've their defense has been playing fairly good. They have. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen the Rams of late, but I wouldn't lump them in. Oh, that's fair point. Fair point. Just saying, like I don't know if Seattle's defense is quite as much as it's. I mean, definitely. plus I would lean more toward Acres too because like Andrew Whitworth got activated off IR, yeah. so their line's getting a little better. We've seen Acres come out and dominate and isn't reliant on who's throwing them the ball. That would be, if you were going to blow a Ram to me, that would be, well, well, we don't need to go there. <laughs> we're <laughs> phrasing. We were phrasing. going to blow a spot on the Rams. Um, yeah. My, my biggest thing with acres is it seems like that, right? It's going to be an acres game. And then we're going to see Malcolm Brown get 25 carries on Saturday and acres is going to get 10. That That's well, my biggest fear with acres. Go talk to your brother from another mother and tell him. You know, he's not taking my calls him. right now. He's, he's, he's locked in. I tried calling him to figure out what's going to go on with acres. Well, I think Matt's got the key to the door there. He just, you know, let it out here a second ago. That's <laughs> <laughs> very true. I mean, if you're willing to make that commitment. <laughs> On Seattle's side, you got Carson's limited. Uh, Jamal Adams is limited. Mike Lupati, Carlos Hyde are expected to return. The Seattle Seahawks has uh, been struggling as of late as well on offense, but as Dennis mentioned, they've been doing better on defense, so I, I do contend that point just a little bit. Your expectations for Seattle in this game against a very peed-up Rams team. Well, uh, nobody wants to go against Jalen Ramsey. That's for damn sure. Uh, And Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald. So you've got a strong set of defensive backs, and you're going to get consistent pressure up the middle. 
Wilson is very mobile. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Ramsey stays on DK the whole time because we have seen Lockett here a few games. You know, they they I think they both finished like what top fifteen and wide receivers or something. And it's it, so it's not uncommon for Lockett to go ahead and put up a big game. And then out of nowhere, David Moore will get you, you know, five catches for 75 yards and a touchdown as well. And uh, I, it, it, it's going to be – it's all about the matchups. And so if DK it's – it's one of those games where I think DK could have, you know, only three catches, but he might get 80 yards and a touchdown because he breaks a big one. And then they, then they have to rely on Lockett. Carson to get things done. You know, I don't know if w- w- Wilson had, you know, it seems like he's, you know, not been involved in the running game like he used to be. And I get it. He's what, 30, 31, 32. He's starting to get up there. Um, but that was always, you know, a secret weapon for him there. I I, I like this to be a real close matchup. Um, and, and I think it could be the Rams defense could be what, you know, decides that their their linebackers have been playing pretty well too. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a big blowout game, but I think Seattle has some better weapons, and they're at home, and they seem to have been able to to find a way to move the ball and get a score when they have to uh, down the stretch. And I just think they're better than the Rams right now. Um, even if Goff comes back and play, you're talking about being what ten days removed from having surgery on your thumb. I've never had surgery on my thumb, but I can't imagine it feels that great, especially on the road against the defense. It's not like Goff was exactly uh, lighting the world on fire when his thumb was healthy. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been shitty. I think that's fair to say. Uh, just to actually uh even better for lock lockets and metcalf they are currently sitting at seven and eight uh overall rankings there so yeah. they, they've been phenomenal uh this year clearly uh yeah I, i'm with you guys i think seattle I, I think they're going to try and control this game with the run game and we'll see what happens i actually think uh, dennis's guy penny might get a little bit of run here especially if carson is uh is limited and beat up we could see Rashad Penny get quite a lot of work and continue to just skyrocket his draft value for all the shares that Dennis has there. Would you even be willing to move him if he goes off this uh, this offseason, or is he just one of those guys you've got to keep now? Well, I think I've got enough shares of him I could afford to move a couple. I mean, I, 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 I'm I still a Penny truther, and it's it, it, it feels like Seattle is, isn't – you know, they've – pretty much come out and said we'd like to keep chris carson uh, we're not going to break the bank for chris carson yeah. you know they i think they feel like with penny dj dallas you know they brought in carlos hyde this year and hyde performed well in that offense uh i i would expect if carson doesn't go or doesn't do much i think hyde is the beneficiary uh, i think the only way it ends up being penny is if he gets in there and he just starts ripping off some big chunks and he just has one of those games where he can't be stopped and then Pete Carroll goes well we should just keep doing this all right I am taking the Seahawks I assume both of you are as well yeah yeah I took Seattle 20 to 10 210. All right. This is the more interesting game, in my opinion, at least for Saturday, the one that I will be tuning into. The 11 and 5 Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the 7 and 9 Washington football team. Mike Evans is doubtful. I really would be surprised if he played. I know there's no structural damage, but I mean, that uh, hyperextended knee for a guy like him. I know they said that he, I guess, could wear a very bulky knee brace to keep the knee. And he practiced today. He went back. I know. I just, I don't, I can't. I still feel like he's doubtful because they don't yeah. need him to win this game and they might need him to win mm-hmm. the next game. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Uh, it's Devin not White like he's is known out. for his speed either. So, that, you know, it could be very much a, well, we're in the red zone, bring in Mike Evans. 
The Buccaneers have won four straight to end the season. What are you guys expecting from them going up into – they're going to Washington, right? Because they're, they're – the, no. yeah, so going to yep. Washington, no fans, so not really a home game, but going to Washington for this playoff game. I'm uh, expecting Tampa to kind of roll. I think mm-hmm. if, if, if you're looking at the Saturday slate and going, when should I plan something – it's dinner Saturday night. Oh God, no! It's the afternoon. It's that Rams Seahawks game. I, there's a well, no, chance I think that that'll be unwatchable, but it'll be competitive. It'll be close. Yeah, I think you enjoyed that punt Super Bowl between uh, the Ravens and the Giants in 2000. Well, I enjoyed the Rams and the the Patriots. That was what 10-3. Yeah, yeah, that actually ended up 17-3. Everyone forgets they scored late to make it seem like they had a more robust offense than actually. Yeah. You know, I'm also one of those guys that as a kid I enjoyed watching a one-nothing baseball game because I know, do like a one-nothing baseball game. I don't really love defensive but well, I shouldn't say that. I like a good close game, but I'd like it to I like a 17-20 game. Like 10-3 is yeah. Okay, you know, that's just a little bit kind of a like, good close on, game because it's like some good defensive plays and some good craftsmanship yeah. is one thing. A close, low scoring game because both offenses look inept. That's something else. That's what we got for, from Rams Cardinals last week. Kyler, Kyler Murray looked inept. He was the there. compiler. Oh, well, yeah. he didn't yeah, look he, very good he, when he was out there, and it was yeah. mostly streveling. So. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, but I, Dennis missed I, that episode. I'm I'm coming off my my Kyler love a little bit uh, after Monday's show. But go ahead, Matt. Floor I think Tampa, I think Tampa Bay's offense is going to put up some points. I'm I'm more interested in Tampa Bay Washington probably as far as it being exciting than than Ram Seahawks. I mean, I'd like to see Chase Young wreak some havoc. Yeah. You know. Washington does have a good defense. I don't think they're going to be able to contain Tampa's offense, though. I think uh, they just – its uh, unless for some reason they the offensive line just can't block the defensive line of Washington and the, Brady is just can, harassed on every single play. But I feel like uh, Tampa's offensive line – well, for the most part – be able to protect Brady, uh, Chase Young, and those guys, Sweat and whatnot. They they're all very talented players, and so they're gonna they're gonna make some plays. I just don't think they're gonna be able to make enough plays. Well, at least it's gonna be a fun strength against strength because you have a good young yeah. defense going against a good veteran, um, you know, offense. Even without Evans. They would still have Antonio Brown, Chris right. Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, yeah. Ronald Jones, and Leonard Fournette, plus Scotty Miller. So it's not like it's not like a bunch of chumps. Even without Mike Evans, it's probably the best set of weapons Brady's ever played with. And he looked like after some early and definitely midseason struggles with maybe understanding the offense and figuring out how to balance all the players and being on the same page with Arians, it really seemed like at post by they were a little bit of a different team and things were clicking in a different way. And that's what makes me think, you know, veterans figured out a lot of playoff experience for Brady and Gronkowski coming into this game. That's going to help Antonio Brown has a lot of playoff experience. Even Leonard Fournette has some playoff experience. Yeah. Uh, for Washington side, Alex Smith is dealing with the calf. You got Gibson dealing with the toe and McLaurin with the ankle. I, I'm, it looks like all three of them are going to play. Uh, the biggest question, question, I guess, is more Alex Smith. I know Ron Rivera came out earlier in the week and said that he might you know, put Smith in at times and then Heineke, depending on how the calf is, and then he kind of walked that comment back later that night. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens with those. I'm really not that worried about McLaurin and Gibson. They both played last week. They both seem like, or I should say, Gibson seemed fine. McLaurin still seemed a little bit affected by it. But you get a whole another week. Hopefully, he'll be good to go. Uh, for me, I'll, I'll go first on them because I'm on the opposite side of you guys. I do think Washington's going to win this game. 
I, I just believe in that defense a little bit more than you guys do. Looking back at what Tampa's done, like, yeah, they've been phenomenal the past four weeks. They've also played like four of the worst defenses we've seen in the NFL this year in Falcons, Lions, and Vikings. They got the Falcons twice. Uh, the last couple teams they played with good defenses, they only put up 20 points. Uh, so they weren't exactly lighting up the scoreboards like they have in the past couple weeks. And I do believe Washington has a good defense. Um, Dennis just said it a minute ago, seeing Chase Young possibly get after Brady. Ryan Kerrigan, Montez Sweat as well. Like They've got a really good defensive line. And uh, we talked about it on the Debbie Debate Show last night, talking about Ohio State and Bama. And what it reminded me of in this game is that 2007 Super Bowl game between the Giants and the Patriots where Brady had his bad game because of how that defensive line got after him. And I think that's going to happen this weekend. Now, would I be surprised if the Patriots blow him out? No, because my biggest fear with Washington and taking him is that offense. I'd be surprised if the Patriots blow him out because they're not even in the game. Yeah, sorry about that. The Buccaneers, yeah. The Buccaneers blow him out because – Washington's offense, I've, I am worried, would be able to even put up 20 points. But I do think that defense can limit what uh, what the Buccaneers are able to do. So I'm gonna, I am going to pick Washington to win this game a close one. I'm, I'm thinking – I think I picked it 20-17 in one of my things. So I, I think they're going to pull off the upset. What are your guys' thoughts on, on WFT? I think it's going Tampa. I think it's going to be you know, at least a two-score game. Yeah, I went Bucks 31-17. All right. Can't wait for that Monday episode. Can't wait. It's going to be like your, your regular season pick magic ended. <laughs> no, not yet. It hadn't. All right. So onto the Sunday games. First one up, you got the 11 and five Baltimore Ravens and the 11 and five Tennessee Titans. I think especially this is the game of the first round. Sunday night. This is the game right here. Now, all of a sudden, uh, yeah, this, this could be the game of wildcard yeah. round. No uh, defense Steve- allowed. That's very true. Sneed's out for Baltimore. A.J. Brown is uh, questionable with the knee, but I'd imagine he's going to play. So these two teams have played each other twice in the past two years. Obviously, in the divisional round last year where Tennessee came into Baltimore and smacked them in the mouth. Nobody expected that one. Uh, And then they played each other earlier this year, and Tennessee won by field goal. So it was a much closer game. Obviously, the biggest thing being what Matt just referenced, the defenses are not nearly the same that we saw last year. Most specifically Tennessee's. That was, I think, the biggest reason why Baltimore did what they did. I mentioned earlier with the Dobbins talk that a Tennessee's defense has been really bad against the run, and they haven't been great against the pass either. So what are your guys' thoughts on Baltimore in this one with a quarterback who can beat you running the ball? And, you know, I think it's fair to say has looked better throwing the ball at least the past couple weeks. Well, they're, they're going to have to control the ball uh, because I, I think they can uh, – they're going to str- – um, Tennessee wants to drive drive it down your throat with Derrick Henry and then surprise you with big plays from A.J. Brown. Um, and Brown, you know, say what you want about he can't sustain the efficiency while we're in his second year and he's in a low-volume offense and he's racking up points like nobody's business. Um, I, I feel like it's a situation where whichever team uh, imposes their will and for Baltimore, it's going to need to be, can they, can they get up and keep the ball? If Tennessee gets up, then they're, they're going to grind it and grind it and grind it. Um, We saw last week Dobbins, Dobbins showed he should be getting the ball. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a blue collar guy. I love Gus Edwards. Um, but if I got to choose between Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins, I'm giving J.K. Dobbins the ball. Uh, and and uh, they're getting back to letting Lamar make plays with his legs. I think they tried to go away from that a little bit early in the season. Maybe they had some misguided concept of trying to conserve him and make sure uh, they didn't do to him what Washington did to RG3. But it's a uh, – uh, it's going to be quite a game. This to me feels like it's going to be the game that uh, is decided in the last two minutes. Yeah, and it's it's going to be an interesting matchup. They obviously played a little bit earlier uh, in the season uh, when when Baltimore was struggling a little bit more, but the way that you know. 
in that game, Baltimore wasn't really able to completely hold Derrick Henry down, but also Ryan Tannehill was able to make plays against them. And that's what happened in the playoff game. You thought, well, t- if Tennessee can't run for a thousand yards, they have no chance. And Ryan Tannehill's like, want to make a bet and goes out there and, and makes passing. But conversely, Tennessee's rush defense isn't great, but their pass defense is atrocious. So to me, that's a lot of pressure on Lamar Jackson. Have you improved in the areas that we've been talking about you need to improve for the last two years? Can you win a game where you need to be a a good thrower? And it feels like in the back half of the season, Baltimore developed a better pass offense. Andrews got more involved. He started finding, he remembered Marquise Hollywood Brown was on his team and was at least an option. Des Bryant got into the end zone. You know, they had something go with Snead. I think that hurts a little bit, but it, it was, if you were looking for signs that maybe they were starting to figure it out, I think it would be encouraging that in that five game winning streak that they went on at the end of the season, they did a lot of damage throwing even in that back and forth game that I know Matt just needs to plug his ears with the Brown with the Browns. It was being able to hit a couple of big passing plays that, that kept that momentum in there. And I think that's what they got to do. That's what you saw Houston almost beat an up in Tennessee last week because Deshaun Watson was able to use the C team of receivers alongside Brandon cooks and make plays and make passing plays. Tennessee, their pass defense is an incredible liability and is borderline horrific. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I think what both of you are saying is, is going to be interesting. It's whoever gets up first because both of these teams want to grind the clock out and both of these teams' defenses suck against the run. So if if Tennessee strikes first and then they just keep feeding Derrick Henry and Baltimore can't stop him, I see Tennessee winning and, and vice versa. I, I do – I'm still not sure. I, I think I need to see Lamar do it on the big stage and beat you with his arm before I believe that he can do it. I mean, this is the defense for him to be able to do it because Tennessee, as Matt just mentioned, is is horrible against the pass. But I also think that's the weakness of the Baltimore Ravens offense as well. So it's kind of weakness against weakness there to possibly see who can, who can end up winning you that game. Uh, I'm taking, I'm going to take Tennessee. I just, I already picked Tennessee earlier. So yeah, I'm, I'm taking Tennessee. I just, I think they, they just have Baltimore's number. It's, it's one of those things where I, at this point I need to see Lamar Jackson and the Ravens beat Tennessee before I believe they can actually do it. Well, Baltimore Baltimore called Verizon and they got a new number. Baltimore's going to win it. Oh, that was that was so good. Uh, I took Tennessee 35-31. All right, the 8 and 8 Chicago Bears at the 12 and 4 New Orleans Saints. Darnell Mooney and Roquan Smith are questionable for New Orleans. Thomas is expected back off IR and Kamara should be eligible to play Sunday. He's got a what test I believe test negative tomorrow and Saturday yeah. and then he should be good to play Sunday. And they uh, so badly wanted to play that they were they were out there with a little camera so that they could simulate his practice. Yeah. He was tapped so, into Sean Payton calling plays at practice. The the biggest thing for me in this is Roquan Smith. If he is out, I really feel like the Bears stand almost no shot because I think Kamara is just gonna I mean Kamara's already phenomenal, but not having a guy like Roquan Smith there in the middle of your your defense to try and help stop Al, uh, Alvin Kamara, I think is just is gonna kill you. I, I still think it'll be a close game that they won. We talked about this on Monday. What did New Orleans win this by? Was it like by a touchdown earlier in the year? It wasn't a massive no, game. they won by a ton. I'll look at that. Did they? they okay. yeah, I remember, they I remember you thought that Nick, Nick Foles was the starter, which I guess is the biggest difference here. But yeah, I, I don't expect him to, to blow them out, but I do expect New Orleans to win. Uh, how are you guys kind of viewing this game? New Orleans? Oh, you're right. It was close. It was 26-23. I, I feel like it's a situation that, uh, you know, the New Orleans wants to – they've had a tough season, Breeze being out and, and Taysom Hill starting and Michael Thomas missing a bunch of time. It's just – it's been, you know, Weirdsville down there, and I think they just want to put everything behind them and go out and play football, execute their game, you know, let slant guard Mike catches 10 slant passes for 120 yards and a touchdown. How dare you Let defend Michael Thomas? Okay. I, I, I'm all about it. I'll take 10, 10 and 120 and a touchdown every damn week. So 
Um, you know, Kamara's if if he's playing, then unless it's a situation where uh, we seen like with Miles Garrett talking about, you know, I, I was surprised that my I I had trouble catching my breath. And so if yeah. Kamara all of a sudden starts to experience something like that, you know, the trade-off might be Roquan. If Roquan is out, now all of a sudden you're hammering the ball up the middle with Latavius Murray. So I, I like uh, I, I like New Orleans um, probably fairly comfortably. I, I, I think that uh, as, as much as I, I'd like to say this might be the game where you pick David Montgomery and you're one and done, um, yeah, I don't know that, that New Orleans defense is pretty good against the run. Yeah, and to me, it is a little bit of a tale of two defenses. Chicago's defense wasn't as good down the stretch as they had been prior, which got covered over a little bit by you know Mitch and the offense actually picking things up. And New Orleans defense really seemed to find itself in the middle of the season and be pretty imposing down the stretch. I mean. They shut out Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. They shut down a lot of other uh, players. So, you know, a lot of other teams. That would be the most concerning to me because as 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 well as I think Mitch improved down the back half, I'm not sure I'm on the Mitch Trubisky can win a, a playoff game on the road in New Orleans train. Uh, whereas, you know, I think t- that – Somehow New Orleans just finds a way. And one of these years, they're actually going to take a strong regular season and a high seed finish and then make a run in the playoffs. I just feel like it's got to happen. And this is probably the year it's got to happen or else it's not going to be with Breeze. Yeah, so I'm well, going gonna... to... If it doesn't happen this year, I don't think it's going to happen with Breeze. I think, I think yeah. this is it for him. Yeah, I've been saying that all year, too. I think he's uh, done, which is why I think he is going to be done because they just had horrible luck the past couple of years, and I think old Mitchell Trubisky is going to do something crazy and end up uh, causing New Orleans to lose in the first run again. Some cra- I'm just kidding. I'm taking New Orleans. I'm not, I can't pick the Bears. Who are you guys taking? Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. You need to win a playoff game. You taking Mitch Trubisky or peak Andy Dalton? Mitch Trubisky. Oh, my God. 2020 Mitch or peak Andy Dalton? Give me Mitch Trubisky. It's not even. I'll take peak. I'll take peak Andy Dalton. <laughs> give me, give me old Mitchell biscuits. This, that was the saddest question. Way to run uh, 2021. Uh, I am taking <laughs> the Saints 31-20. But I have another question. Are you guys going to watch the Nickelodeon broadcast? Because this is the game that gets the. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, I'll probably put it on uh, again. I'm lucky enough that I have two TVs set up in my area that I can watch. So I'll probably have one on the Nickelodeon game, and then I'll put the uh, regular version on YouTube TV on my big TV and just kind of watch both of them and see what it's like. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued I'm to a- see what it's like. I'm not going to not watch it for at least a little bit. If it's also, if it's to a point where I'm like, yeah, no, I'll just turn it off. But I will turn it on at least for a little what bit. What subtly went under the radar is, did you know that they're going to broadcast – titans ravens on freeform which is that teen, that like teen soap channel yeah, yeah, yeah. the, uh, the saturday games are just traditional shows. networks and that's it each of the sunday games is being broadcast on an online only platform on a weird cable channel and on a network yeah because i know brown steelers is on a spanish channel as well as i think and Food. on the peacock oh is it no. peacock okay yeah, peacock. yeah it's on peacock yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, Freeform, Pretty Little Liars. Used to watch it all the time because of my wife. So, yeah, I, I know all about good old Freeform. Dennis, who you picking? I'd throw in because of my wife. I'm taking the Saints. Well, yeah, I've never heard of not, free, look, I've never heard of Freeform. Not, I, I've watched Dennis, I'll you're watch not the target demographic for Freeform. I, so it's okay. watch, I will watch Grey's Anatomy if my wife is not around. I've been suckered into that show. I will not watch Pretty Little Liars without my wife. There's some shows I, I um, have a limit. That's Pretty Little Liars. Or ended or got canceled, so you're safe. It, from that I mean, one. Look, the one thing I will say, it wasn't that annoying because most of the women were fairly attractive, so it was not like I wasn't looking at nothing on TV. So, story. But had any of them put on a little weight? I don't know. One of them's pregnant. What's wrong with putting on a little weight? Yeah, no, it was the best I was of referring to the, no kidding. In Carano. <laughs> Dude, still hot though. Still hot. I told you I'd let her come over and kick my ass. I don't care. 
All right, last game of Sunday. If we can even call it a game, really, I guess at this point, the eleven and five Cleveland Browns at the twelve and four Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I well, mean, half of the Browns, anyways. Yeah, everybody knows it. <laughs> half of the Browns are out here. I mean, they are getting some players back. Look like BJ Goodson for sure will be back. We thought we were getting Rodney Harrison back, and then he just popped up with another positive test earlier today, so he is now out. Uh, but looks like they could possibly get back Sendejo. Uh, there's still hope that Ward might be able to make it back. So they're going to get some of their key players back, but they're out. Obviously, Joel Batonian, which is a big one for that offensive line and the way they like to use that run game. You know, Kadero Hodge, I think it's not going to be a massive thing if Peoples Jones can come back. If DPJ can come back, great. If not, Kadero Hodge not being out there might hurt them a little bit. And then obviously the biggest one being Kevin Stefanski. You lose your head coach, the guy who kind of like keeps that whole team calm, your offensive coordinator, though. Alex Van Pelt has been around a long time, was beloved in Cincinnati, was beloved by Aaron Rodgers, which is something maybe a lot of people may not remember. Uh, Aaron Rodgers loved Alex Van Pelt, was his quarterback coach for a long time. I remember it was uh, actually fairly pissed off when when uh, the Green Bay Packers let Alex Van Pelt go. So he's been right there with Stefanski and all the play calling. So I'm not as worried about the play calling thing. What I'm worried about, uh, I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts on this as well, We've seen a lot of this year with Kevin Stefanski. I know, Dennis, you've been watching the Browns, so you've seen this at least. Kevin Stefanski has been very aggressive when it's come to like fourth and inches, fourth and one, sometimes even four and three, four and four. Well, Stefanski's not going to be there, so that's going to be my thing is will Prefer be willing to go for those things and keep the offense out there in a game that I think you're going to have to be aggressive if you want to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers? Well, I, I feel like Stefanski is using the analytics team to tell him – this is what you should do. Prefer will have access to the same team saying, you know, your odds here are this. And I think if he has any aspirations to be a head coach, he's going to need to play aggressive against uh, a Pittsburgh team that's, you know, for as much as it hurts me to say, better with the Browns missing players. Um, so I, I feel like it's – you know, what's he got to lose? Yeah. You know, they, they've got, they made it here. They're going to be undermanned, you, you know, so go out there. They'll probably pull some sort of, I, I bet Jarvis Landy Landry throws at least one pass. Um, you know, th- their tight ends are good. Hooper and, and Bryant and, in Joku, oh, is Brian uh, going to be able to come back? He's supposed to be back again. He's, he's the same thing as Kamara. He's got to test negative the next couple of days. But if he continues to test negative, he'll be able to come back. So may, maybe they learned a little bit from that Giants game when they were down all those wide receivers. And uh, if they're going to use their three tight ends, they're going to have to use their three tight ends. They actually throw the ball to their three tight ends. Uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, unfortunately. You, you hate to go up against a team in the playoffs when you're undermanned, but the situation is what it is. You go next man up, you go out there and you fight and you try to rally around your brothers and Cleveland, much like Pittsburgh is a blue collar town and they're going to be rallying around each other, trying to win one for the Gipper. Uh, it's going to be, it, it could be a blowout or it could be a dog fight. Well, and let's not forget, Pittsburgh didn't exactly light up the world. You know, they went one and four down the stretch after that eleven and zero start, where they had the lowest point differential of any eleven zero team in history. They've been good at times. They've struggled mightily at times. Uh, you know, this is I don't, I don't think Pittsburgh blows them out. I think it's going to be a hard fought game. Cleveland was so pumped up to make it into the playoffs. A lot of those guys are there. As long as you don't have like a Chubb or a Baker or somebody get lost in the next couple of days, I I think this is going to be a competitive game to watch. It's a tall order for Cleveland, but it's, I think it's going to be competitive. See that that's the worst part about it for me. And, And obviously Dennis, again, being a Browns fan that understands that like waiting this long to see them make the playoffs. And then, I think all of us would have agreed before COVID hit, like I, this was a pick em game to me. Like I honestly thought this was going, I, I was going to pick 
Cleveland, I had a hundred percent confidence that Cleveland was going to win. Not that they were going to blow them up, but that they were going to win this game. I just felt they matched up great with the Steelers. Saw the way Stefanski has been coaching really the second half of the season after what happened to him in Baltimore, Pittsburgh earlier in the year. And then to lose all those players. And then the biggest thing for me is also Stefanski because I was listening to an interview he gave earlier today. I, I don't know what it was. I think it was something with the media stuff. I watched it on Facebook, but he talked about, and it was uh, uh, Callahan talked about it as well. That Stefanski at the beginning of the year talked about how we're not going to let any of this affect us. It's going to be a crazy year all year, but guess what? Everybody else is going to have to deal with it as well. We're not going to let that get to us. And I think we've seen fairly that he has not let anything get to Cleveland all year long, but now he's not going to be there. And I know that they said that he could talk to them before pregame on like a Zoom call or whatever, but then after that, nothing until the end of the game. So it's not like he can go and call well. He's not supposed to be allowed. Whether it happens or not, I can't tell you, but he's not allowed to talk to him during halftime and any of that stuff. So that, I think, is the bigger loss more than the players because even when they've lost the players, we've seen those guys finally to have these other guys step up because of the way Stefanski and his coaching staff have handled it. That all being said, I, I whether it's just by pure dumb homerism or whatever, I'm, I'm going to pick the Browns to win it. I think they do have enough – you know, just wanting to win it for Stefanski, not just Stefanski, but Batonio, who's been there for as forever through all those losing seasons and finally got his first shot to play in a playoff game and then got COVID. And I would love if just not to stick it to Steelers fans as well, because I've got all kinds of stuff bookmarked on Twitter and Facebook that's going to get all kinds of wonderful messages if the Browns do go out there and win this game on Sunday. Uh, but also to see Batonio get that chance next week to play in a playoff game because I don't know how much longer he has. And this is something I know, you know, they talked about with him getting the game ball at the end of the game last week, uh, something he's wanted his entire career. And then now to miss it because of COVID, uh, I think really sucks. But who are you guys taking? I think they're going to win one for the Gipper. I'm going with Cleveland. My heart would like to see Cleveland win, um, but I took Pittsburgh 31 30. Of course you did. Of course you did. You know what? And what's probably going to happen if they end if if that's what happens, twenty bucks says they're going to lose thirty-one to thirty because Cody Parkey needs to kick a twenty-yard field goal and he misses it. That's that's how that's going to happen. Gotta love Cody. You know, it's funny. I saw I heard someone talk about that earlier. They said, "What is it? He's actually only missed two extra points all season long." I had no idea. I it's swore he's missed goals. He struggles on that. No, no, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. It was field goals. Oh. He's only missed two. It's extra points. He he's missed like five. And I'm just like, really, bro? Like, that's easier than the field goals. Come on. What are you doing? So, yeah. Anyway, so I want to do a little exercise with you guys. We'll do it just between between the three of us before we get out of here. And have, we'll keep have you got a good look at me? I'm not one who's good with exercise. Well, neither am I. I'm just, you know, it's a mental exercise, not physical exercise. We'll, oh, we'll be okay. good there. Um, I want Matt to, to give the, cause I'm going to be honest. I don't remember who I picked for our playoff challenge. So do you have the rosters or can you get those to, to let everybody know who we picked for our, our thing? Uh, we sh because it doesn't close till tomorrow. We shouldn't well, put them up. Shit. I was trying to remember. Wait, what do you mean? Cause I, I, haven't, I haven't picked I'm not yet. Mine. Oh, you haven't. I know, but people are, people are still putting theirs in. I don't care if I've been working. Copies, I'm been working. I got Cub Scout meetings. All right. My son started baseball training this week at I, the Bo Jackson I, facility. I remember that. I know I definitely picked some players. I don't remember. I know I went in yeah, on uh, Adams. Matt Allen. took. You just respond to Dennis hasn't done his. I don't. I, I don't care if anybody. You took Mahomes and Allen as quarterbacks. Kamara Chubb. Henry and Ronald Jones at running back. Adams, Deontay, Metcalf, Allen Robinson at receiver. Andrews and Logan Thomas at tight end. The Rams, defensive special team, and Rodrigo uh, for the Colts as the kicker. Karen, I'll pull up mine. Why Matt's pulling his up? So I want to do that uh, that fantasy lineup thing with just us. So you've got it. You can only pick players playing this weekend: one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, kicker, defense. Yeah. Go ahead. So do you want me to read my team first? Yeah, go ahead. So in our competition, I took Josh Allen and Tom Brady at quarterback, Kamara Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, David Montgomery at running back, 
Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, Deontay Johnson, D.K. Metcalf at receiver. Travis Kelsey and Logan Thomas at tight end. The Rams, defense, special teams, and Justin Tucker. Yeah, see, I thought about going – and another playoff league, I went Washington because of what you were talking – again, I think Washington should keep it closer and, and I think win it, which is probably going to hurt him in the next round because I think the Packers will destroy him. But if they don't win score, it – I thought the Rams were going to lose and I couldn't think of an offensive player I felt comfortable starting. All right, so I need another running back here. And I so still we're, we're picking a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, two wide a tight end. One. Tight end kicker defense, yeah. And then once you use them, yeah. you can't use them moving forward. So, like, just to give you, like, I'm using Tannehill and Chubb are the only two I've filled out in my lineup so far. So, can you can you write the position somewhere so I can just go your, your tip, usual uh, fantasy starting lineup: quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end kicker defense. Just don't know who I should go wide receiver wise. That's my biggest question. Hmm. You know what? I know what. Well, oh. I started off Lamar, Monty, and Taylor is who I'm starting off with so far. Nice. Let's see. Oh, we forgot to mention too with Pittsburgh, Joe Hayden is out, but I think Eric Ebron is coming back. I forgot to I forgot to read that. I believe they activated him off the COVID list, so they will be getting uh, Ebron back for at least this game. Andrews, I need a defense, man. A defense. Defense should I pick? Dang it. Okay. All right. So I've got mine. So I'll read mine here while, while they finish filling out there. So in the first round here, I'm going again. You you pick one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, a kicker, and a defense. And once you use them, you can't use them again moving forward. So uh, I took Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. I went Chubb and Taylor at running back. Stephon Diggs and Allen Robinson at wide receiver. Mark Andrews at tight end. And then I'm going to take the Washington football team defense and Rodrigo Blankenship at kicker. So do either one of you have uh, your lineups filled out yet? And you, you can only use one per team too, right? Yes, only one per team, and then only once once a postseason, however you want to word it. So, like, I see you use Lamar Jackson. Obviously, if Lamar Jackson wins and moves on next week, you can't use him again next week. So, who do you got, Matt? I this see you've got everybody but your kicker, so. I did that <laughs> one for you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I do. Lamar Jackson, uh, Jonathan Taylor, David Montgomery, Deontay Johnson, and Antonio Brown, Logan Thomas, the Rams defense special teams, and the man, the myth, the legend, Cody Parkey. Double stoinker himself. I don't even know who the kicker is for some of these teams. Let's see that's here. What, that's what makes it exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Parky. I honestly don't know who's who's the Steelers again. He's good. I can't remember his it's, name. It's uh, Boswell, Chris Boswell. That's right. Bears. I have no idea who the Bears is. Uh, Lutz for the Saints. Oh, yeah. You got obviously Justin Tucker for the Ravens. Don't know who the Titans is. It's Slomer, I think, or something like that. I know. Uh, right. I, I just I took Boswell since I picked Cleveland to win. All right. All right. So read off the the rest of your roster there, Dennis. So I got Lamar, David Montgomery, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Chris Godwin, Stefan Diggs, Logan Thomas, the Saints defense, and Boswell. All right. The Bears kicker is Cairo Santos. Ah, there we go. So we'll keep, I'll keep track of that, see how we do this week and moving forward just for fun. That's something we decided to – I just threw together here real late. And then obviously on Monday, Matt can give us some sort of recap on the rest of ours. We, we sent out the playoff thing. Still have time as well. Uh, what they have yep. till what time Five tomorrow? PM tomorrow uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Gotcha. So uh, Matt's got it up on his tweet. It's also up on the show account at Roundtable FF. Uh, or if you guys can't find it, you can shoot any of us a DM. Me at Sports Fanatic MB, Dennis at Culture underscore Coach, or Matt at Nighthawk7734. We'll send you a link to that again. Uh, the winner will get uh, 
so I'll, I'll get you something from NFL shop and one day, whatever your favorite team is. It doesn't have to be whoever wins Super Bowl, whoever your favorite team is. If you're, you know, a fan of the Falcons that didn't even make it in, like Mr. Derek Brown, who should be hopefully getting his stuff this week as the winner of the round table league. Outside of that, everybody enjoy the weekend of football. Obviously, hopefully we won't be treating this show like a uh, memoriam on Monday because I need one of my teams to win. I'll ask Dennis because you're you're a fan of both of these teams as well. If only one of them's got to win, who's it for you this weekend? Oh, baby. Okay, I I'm with you. National championship. The Browns will be in the playoffs next year. Probably win the Super Bowl. I'll take the national championship any day of the week. So yeah, I've got that game coming up on Monday. Obviously, you know rumors around them as well with COVID. So hoping that comes back as falls, but. Everybody enjoy your weekend. Stay safe out there with weather kind of moving across the country for a lot of people. Enjoy the literally nine to 10 hours of football on Saturday and Sunday. And then me and Matt uh, will be back again on Monday to recap all of the super wild card weekend matchups. Prepare for glory. I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. If you got your popcorn ready. I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone. Make a play.